everybody, it's Mrs. Gillespie. And Mr. Hosini. Welcome to this episode of In the Middle Of. Every day we're going to talk about a different situation or scenario that you might find yourself in the middle of. So settle in, grab a nice cup of coffee. Or a glass of juice. And here it goes. All right, everybody, I am excited today. I, we have a special guest that we have been waiting a long time to have <laughs> on the show. And <laughs> why is there giggling? I'm not sure why it's there's the, giggling. It's a special guest giggle. Yes. They so, all get nervous when they're talking to us. We have had probably hundreds of thousands of requests for this guest on our show. And finally, everything has come together. So we would like to welcome... El Jefe, Mr. Cypher, to the show today. Welcome, Mr. Cypher. Everybody is clapping out there, so just imagine cheering, claps. I think and cheers. Cheering and well. cheers. I think I can People hear. are lifting yeah. up babies. <laughs> like in The Lion King. Yeah, lifting up their babies. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the Mufasa on Pride Rock. Yes. Yeah? That was very specific. You are the Mufasa of the In the Middle of podcast. Wow, that's... This is such a privilege to be here. It uh, was sad that it took this long to get an invite, actually, but um, yeah, <laughs> I'm really thankful that, that I was, what, number 12 on the list or so. And Look, booking through your people is very really difficult. True. There's now a whole online system to try to get an appointment with you. You're a hard guy to get a hold of. And celebrities actually intimidate me, and, and I feel like I'm talking to two celebrities right now, so I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> That's okay. That happens to people. We're really... Have you ever read the article, Celebrities, They're Just Like Us? That's, that's, that's what we, we want to assure you that celebrities, they're even worse than you, actually. <laughs> I just can't believe you guys are like normal people. It's, wow. We, we are, we're it's, like uh, normal people. We do people. the best we can. Yeah. Putting me at we're, ease, we're, sure. one, Definitely feel a lot more comfortable. We're almost... We're almost like normal people. And one day, we will be just like normal people. That's the goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about the topic today. I've been thinking about um, what we could ask Mr. Cypher, what sort of stories he would have that would just give us laughter and also give us information that we can hold against him later. And I think today's topic will do all of that. So Mr. Cypher, we would like to know when is a time that you found yourself in the middle of a mostly harmless but technically illegal activity. Um, well, I was going to make a joke about Zoom bombing, but that's probably not appropriate anymore. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon? Okay. So uh, definitely not, not Zoom bombing. Um, but I think this story, this goes back to when I was in the 11th grade uh, at Salisbury Compass. No, sorry, is 9th grade at Strathcona Christian Academy. Uh, where I grew up in, in Sherrod Park, Alberta. And it was a uh, January, sort of late January. It was about minus 30, minus 40 outside. Uh, and so me and a, a friend of mine, his name was Ryan, had this bright idea that, that we would bike to the school uh, in minus 30 degree weather and see if we could get into the bus compound where all the buses were. Because the policy for the school was if the buses weren't running, then school would be canceled. And so, oh, this. 
see where this is going. So, um, <laughs> hang on, hang on. Are you are you outside of the statute of limitations that you cannot be prosecuted at this point in time? Yeah, I, I already. I just got I'm assuming. Well, no, I didn't. Oh, you've been prosecuted. <laughs> so double Sorry. jeopardy applies. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I'll just let I'll let you yeah. tell your story. Only by my parents. I disclosed to them, and uh, so I got in trouble for my parents, but uh, not by the school, surprisingly. But. Well, now you've disclosed, disclosed yourself to all, like, 12 of our listeners, so... <laughs> I, I think you're up to 27. So, Woo! Anyway, we got to the bus compound, and lo and behold, there's an easy way to get in. Like, it wasn't even that hard, so it's not like they were truly trying to keep people out, I, I think. And we unplugged all the buses, because uh, in Alberta, you have a block heater in vehicles, so uh, when it's really cold... Um, it keeps the oil in the vehicle warm so that they can actually start. Well, we unplugged all the buses. Buses didn't start. School got canceled. And we had a, yeah, a cold day. Kind of like a snow day, but a cold day. So it actually worked. It, it did work, yes. I want to know how, how why, how did you get caught or... What was that story? Well, we, we, yeah, I mean, I just told my parents, but we, we tried it again a couple of days later, but they <laughs> they improved the, the security at the, the bus compound. Um, and biking in minus 30 degree weather is actually quite hard on the bikes. And so uh, my bike broke down, um, my chain snapped, and I needed to get a ride home. And so... That's how I ended up disclosing everything to uh, to my parents because they had to come and so pick did you me up do it? A... It was too far to walk and too cold to walk. Did you do it a second time? No, they clearly they they didn't want us to do it a second time because they improved the fencing around the compound, which then oh, at that point so you're like one in. of those one of those people who gets hired to work with the FBI to test all their security and make sure nobody can hack in. Yeah, that's a great point, Chan. And I feel like I probably did the, the school district a favor. Probably. I mean, what would they do without you? Yeah, like this could have been a problem that, that went on for a significant amount of time. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm surprised you haven't got some sort of recognition. Commendation. Yeah. Well, well you are a principal now. Is that, is that how you got to be a principal? <laughs> I don't know if, depending on how large your um, your listeners are, how large a group that is, I might not be principal. <laughs> like how large our audience <laughs> or the actual listeners? <laughs> I might not be principal for long. It's okay. I think our circle of influence is rather small. I think so. I don't know. It's I growing. Think so. And they're all it's your growing. fans. So here's, here's my question. Um, because when we, in our podcast, we talk about of course, we share our stories of what happened in these situations. But for you, what was it like in the middle of doing something something illegal when you know that you're breaking the rules? What was going on inside of you? Uh, well, I remember, like, I was scared for sure. I, was, I want to blame my friend Ryan, but I can't just do that. Uh, I was just, yeah, you know, what if we got caught? Uh, what if we got caught in that moment? Uh, what would my dad do if we got caught, uh, kind of all those different things there. Um, and then you just kind of get like that knot in your stomach. And so then you, 
I think like in the middle of it is not just when we pulled the plugs of the bus, but it was the whole waiting period of when school got canceled and then hearing yeah. the announcements of somebody <laughs> unplugged the buses and and like was the did we leave something behind? Like will they <laughs> see my footprints and track it to my boots and um, yeah, did you wipe your DNA from all those plugs? Yeah, this is a long time ago, Shannon. I don't think they could test DNA at a crime scene yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you weren't saying you had to dismantle the horse-drawn carriages or something. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, um, not in the it's so it's, yeah. What, what, what got rid of that knot I think when I told my dad because I was forced to it was like a bit of a, a weight <laughs> being released and and when my dad actually didn't get super mad he, he was he was kind of proud of my creativity and <laughs> so, I feel like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree maybe here no it's the, it's the same tree yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's a good it's a good dad to know how to um, still build up their their son in the middle of such a difficult time. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I think my I can't remember. It was a long time ago, but my mom wanted me to to go into the school and tell them and all that. I don't know if I did, but <laughs> but th- that that would be the advice you would give to any listeners, right? Absolutely. <laughs> listen to your mom I mean at least any of our listeners who may have made poor choices they would know if it was something school related they could come to their principal and say you are a man who understands what it's like to be in this position but I want to come clean and confess and make things better <laughs> Well, now that you've given that idea, for sure they can. <laughs> Again, all 12 of our listeners yeah. will be sure to apply this to their lives. All right. Well, if I um, maybe I should set some office hours for, for school, for students to, um, almost like a confessional. Like a confessional. Yeah. And and then and say, like, you've got immunity. Mm. No, so, don't, don't say that. Don't, don't say, say that. that. <laughs> It's interesting listening to you tell your story because I feel a little bit of a pit in my stomach around the one thing I think I ever did that was illegal that we never got caught for and we never told anyone and we, I mean, it wasn't that bad, but then I'm, I feel like, man, if Mr. Seifier came clean and I never did, I've been holding on to this for... 20 years. Well, you definitely passed your statute of limitations. I think, yeah. so. I think And I it think. really wasn't that bad. And no one was harmed that we know of. And but it just, you're going to no claim this is a victimless canceled. crime. It just sounds like a lot <laughs> of justifying crime. here. I think, yes, I think it does. we need to be the, the deciders of how bad it was. Okay, so there was two phases. and Already, already I know this is bad. <laughs> phase one could have been potentially dangerous. Phase two was really just funny. So a group of friends and I, as teenagers, we had to be probably 17 or 18 years old, driving. We had a friend with a creepy van, 
And we decided to drive um, the highway where they were doing a bunch of construction. And we'll use the term borrow some of the um, cones and flashing light placards that were around the construction zone at the night and place them in strategic locations. So we may have blocked off certain roads or <laughs> or I regret this part, drop them in the middle of a highway. <gasps> that's dangerous. I know. That is dangerous. As an adult, that's the one that I have a hard time with. But I do feel like they were the tall plastic ones, like hopefully no real damage. I'm wow. sorry. I, I do not recommend this one. Can I, phase can I, two, however. Can I comment on phase one? Yeah. Sure. So I just I just I, I just want to point out that um, you put people's lives in jeopardy, Mrs. Like, where, <laughs> where I brought joy to five hundred kids. <laughs> okay. Well, well, phase two brought more okay, joy. All right. So we were all in youth group together, and this was really actually part of a prank on our youth pastor. And so they had just bought a brand new house, and so we borrowed all of these materials so that we could make a very official looking blockade in his driveway at their brand new house. So it had all the like caution with the flashing orange signs and everything. <laughs> so when they came home, they were very concerned, which again, nobody was harmed in this. It was simply just, ha ha, this is, this is funny, right? How did any of the stuff get back? Now, and my well, adult brain is now going through all of this, this stuff. This is why when I say borrowed, I guess maybe we we didn't live out the second half of borrowing something when you return it. Ooh. I don't know what happened to it. Did you get in trouble? No. Did you confess? No. Just now? Yes. Now. I guess you did just now. I did. Man. Did your youth pastor enjoy it? Oh, yeah. He has a great sense of humor, and we used to play pranks on him all the time, and that was not the worst so wow i'm so glad you shared that though because now i just feel a whole lot less guilty about my situation just you're welcome yeah, so my good deed of the day was helping you feel better about your situation and the choices you made as a teenager man it's why you're a celebrity <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, uh, thank you to both of you for sharing. And if uh, only we could be as pure as you and have such a well clean background. Right? I'm, I'm, a, I'm just, I, I don't want to sully the good name of, of poultry, but I'm a chicken. And I don't, <laughs> I just don't like being a part of stuff. Like we were talking about before, about pranks. I just get too nervous yeah. and I can't even be a part uh, a, a part of something where I, I think I'm going to get in trouble. Mm. I don't want to have anything. Plus, to do you with don't it. plan yeah. well, and you're no. a bad liar. And, yeah, and yeah. You so just like over your three. entire way through it. And <laughs> no, well, I don't know. A prank, I might giggle my entire way through it. If it was illegal activity, I would be not giggling. I would be on the edge of crying. crying. It'd, be, it'd be whimpering. <laughs> That's what I'd be doing. It'd be whimpering the whole time. Ah, uh, well. All of these stories do not condone illegal activity, but it is good to hear about these stories. So, Mr. Mr. Cypher, um, almost mixed up the names, <laughs> Mr. Cypher and Mrs. Gillespie, thank you very much for telling us what it's like for you in the middle of 
uh, harmless but still illegal activity. You're welcome. You're welcome. We may live to regret this. Maybe. I think you will. <laughs> Thanks for letting me be here. Yes, our pleasure. Thanks okay. for finally making some time for us. <laughs> so I hope that you don't have an actual answer for this, but the question is, how do you react in the middle of an illegal activity? So you heard a few stories today, and I'm just going to say we don't condone illegal activities. But as a kid, sometimes you do things because you think it's going to be fun or funny, and it ends up, sometimes it does end up being funny, sometimes it ends up being horrible. Uh, I bet your parents have a story. And so this is a perfect time to start that conversation. You might have uh, pictured your parents as being squeaky clean, but I bet there are things that they got up to as kids that weren't exactly um, wonderful. If you have a story to share after talking to your parents, you can share it with us on our Instagram page at In the Middle of Podcast or on our new In the Middle of Google Classroom. Thank you again for listening and thank you very much for uh, a lot of suggestions have just come in and we are very excited to be able to put those into future podcasts. So keep those suggestions coming, keep the sharing coming. Thank you very much and be good. <laughs>